Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, this is Real Spoilers, episode 214, the box office report for the week ending September 4th, well, 4th-ish, because <laughs> yeah. it's Labor Ish. Day, it's like this, yeah. so I, I don't know how they're... Well, we I, have three and four day estimates. So, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of September 5th-ish, even though Eight we're... Eight dollars, that's we're, my guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar, Bob, even though we're recording on the 4th, it's through the... I didn't... <laughs> Yeah. I'm all spun around. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. This will be easy. This is Dad. Kevin. Tom. There we go. <laughs> then there were three, like Genesis. Oh, no. What? Mm. <laughs> I would rather even be like the Jim Morrison-less Doors. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. No, I wouldn't. Well, yeah. The Genesis? Oof. I'm just thinking but based on money. Okay. Well, Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm beyond right. caring, and I like I think I'd rather go with Genesis because uh, I'm short, fat, and bald, which I think makes me the Phil Collins. Mm. I think you might actually. I don't think Phil Collins. What's that? I'm, I'm going back to the Doors. <laughs> <laughs> so is Joe on maternity leave? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's uh, they're researching uh, uh, recipes for baby food salsa. Oh, okay. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> oh, another one. There's a there's a nice callback for there you. There you go. For the people that listen closely. <laughs> so, uh, shameless plugs this week. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can go to uh, Facebook, and you can share, and you can like our page if you haven't yet. You can join the League of Show Shares. People who have joined the League of Show Shares, uh, it's a pretty good list this week. Lane LeVanway, Tammy Sherman I Power. I said it was a good list. Uh, yeah, I know. I realized I, as soon as I said that, I was like, well... <laughs> Uh, so Lane Levanway, Tammy Sherman Powers, Librarian Cynthia, Brent Smith, uh, Joy Gilbert, Timmy Tuzunes, Brett Schulte, uh, Griffin Fox Smith. Whoa, wait a hey, minute. Hey. Hold on. Hey, That's Griffin. a new one. Dan, I think you need to do the uh, welcoming song. Welcome. 
Oh, that was. <laughs> Thank you. And you just you just made that up off the top I of your did. head. Wait, you didn't, you give didn't... me a bouncy C. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy named Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I might be the only people we that are. know what I you're talking about. I think it was just funny, so. though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, thank you, Griffin. We have a new League of Show sharers. Your uh, badge is in the mail. Uh, Travis Tewitt, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Julianne Jordan, Chris Sanders, Jason Antris, Chris James. Wait a minute. Damn. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two new League of Shows. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, Jason Hendren. Is that a new one? I Doesn't think that might be a new one, too. Welcome. <laughs> oh, it's a remix. <laughs> You're like L- R. Kelly. Welcome to the remix. Oh, boy. Well, I better get out of here. No. Hold on. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm not like R. Kelly. Okay. <laughs> like R. Kelly. Thank you for clarifying. I was about to leave. I go I think upstairs to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, but soon we'll have one down uh, here. Uh, yeah, okay. Soon well, we will have one down here. Yeah. Yes, by myself. We're getting, yeah. we're getting there. So uh, also don't forget that we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review. We haven't had one in a while, so it would uh, be quite the day brightener if you haven't left us a review. If you carved a little time out of your day and dropped by and uh, said something nice. We do have an email, though. We do. We do. Yay. Oh, goodness. Uh, this email is from Alexis, and the subject is Date Easy with English-Speaking Russian and Ukrainian Women. Ooh. Oh, hey, Alexis. How so, are you? Well, thank you, Alexis. Welcome to the show. There's no text in it. There's an image, and it says in the image to insert my social security number. So that's it. I don't know what she wanted exactly. But I'm sure that's all they're wanting you to insert. Did yeah. Joe leave that before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin. So coming up next week, wait, I said thank no, you, no, Kevin, no, and I rolled no. right into it. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's just muscle memory. You're just not used to how we do the email thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, we do, that is definitely <laughs> not encoded in my muscle memory. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I guess that's it for shameless plugs. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to talk about how you handle 30 inches in a 15-inch space. <laughs> I thought we were going to oh. cut that part out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's Never mind. gone. Yeah. Camping something, okay. Something, something yes. camping, so... Okay, well, then I, this might be the quickest time ever. We will turn our eyes to the box office. You can tell we're all sleepy. Are, are we just boring without Joe? Is that what we're trying to that say? Could like, be. we He's, have nothing to say? He is the magic elixir that keeps this thing humming. Well, I mean, we would have had a, at least a few expletives at this point. So. That's true. Yeah, I know. My editing time is going to be way down. Yeah, yeah. we would have we would have just <laughs> veered off just because we would have had to reprimand him and try to apologize for something he had said yeah. or done. I'm not Italian. I'm Sicilian. Yeah, that's there. good. And then I feel like, Dan, if you can at least handle uh, one WWE reference, one Ronda Rousey reference, and uh, what else does he like? Uh, all the drug prices. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'll try and uh, defend Monster Squad. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So at least just split these things up. I have to edit, so I'm doing my part. Got so it. okay. So we all so got our parts. You have to edit. So. Okay. Okay. We're good. Okay. Okay. Wrestling. <laughs> all right. One of three. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm going to save my oh, reference. Okay. So we will turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin. I do, Tom. And I we were talking briefly before the show, but I wanted to let the listeners know that uh, usually we get predictions for the box office before we come into the episode. This is Kevin apologizing in advance for the movie we picked this week. <laughs> <laughs> so so our, our predictions were that uh, opening this week, Morgan, the movie of the day, would be the number one opening movie and number two would be some the Magneto. light between oceans okay the starring michael fassbender and who else uh i don't know yeah okay exactly so the, the chick that he's in love with 
In the movie? Or? In real life. They fell in love oh, while making the, the movie. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So anyway, so our predictions are usually pretty close to the actual box office. And I will just say ahead of time that they were nowhere near what the actual box office is. So we did pick the movie based on the predictions and, you know, the, the genre is, you know, somewhat in our wheelhouse for making fun of. But... I would just like to point out, I was lobbying for the other one. You were. You, you, you were. were. It's just two and a half. It's because you saw it. Well, yeah. And, well, and honestly, <laughs> yeah. even after seeing Morgan, I think the other one would have made a better choice just because really? there were lots of things. They made a lot of weird. The characters made a lot of weird moral decisions. Tell us real quick. Give well, us a let's wait until we get to it in the box office. We'll just. Oh, might be a while. Yeah, so live. That's what <laughs> so, you call a tease in yeah. radio. Ooh, okay. Keep well, them listening. Coming up. Yeah. Listen after the break. So, uh, <laughs> number one at the box office, don't breathe. The movie from last weekend. Excellent. Actually, that makes sense. Word Num- of mouth. Right. Number one with $14.6 million over the three-day, but reaching to $18 million on the four-day holiday weekend. So that's awesome. And um, what did it do last week? Um, well, it opened to $26 million. So that's like a what, like a 20% drop? Yeah, yeah. It opened to $26 million, and then over the four-day, $18 million estimated. So that's huge. I mean, yeah, that's a huge second good. week. For you know a small little movie, a nine point nine million dollar budget. Yeah. So I mean, not even a ten million. And you're talking about worldwide. It's it's already up to forty, um, you know, forty plus million dollars. So that can't go wrong with that. And I think it really speaks to the originality. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we talked about last week. If you haven't heard it, go listen to that or go see this movie and then listen to that episode. But it's just not your run of the mill horror movie, thriller movie. Like no. um, it wasn't one that you know usually we sit there and we've seen so many movies that we're like. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to happen. And I, this, it was solid. So uh, good for that little movie. Number two, Suicide Squad. Oh. I mean, that really uh, is hanging on there. I mean, so another. Come on, people. Like, <laughs> it, just stay home and read a book or something. <laughs> I mean, even I, a comic book. Like, that'd yeah. be. You're going to find a be- way better if you like these characters. Oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> but another another ten point one million and thirteen point three over the four day. So I mean, I bet you what you spend on a movie ticket to see Suicide Squad, you could buy a boomerang for <laughs> and go in your backyard. Well, this boomerang thing is really sticking <laughs> in your car. I don't think if you could call yourself Captain Boomerang and not actually. And now that you mentioned Boomerang. it, I didn't even see any stripes on his shoulder. Yeah. You know what? I, I think Dan wanted the blue outfit with the white boomerangs all over I would it. have been happier with that because then I'd say, well, technically, he's he's he's, he's snazzily referring to his own boomerangisms, but there's no boomerang. He's got yes. boomerangs hanging on. He could like call himself like Captain TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a sled and just random things somebody just, found in the know. garage and nailed to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I was like, you know... Uh, nail gun man <laughs> and I didn't actually nail anything I'd be like well that that guy I think he kind of you know it would what be if like, it was nail gun he, man I was what in, if nail gun man was in high school because it takes a while before you really start nailing things yeah hmm. I know but I just think you know if you're gonna like bring somebody into your crew you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be like are you gonna do you, your yeah. thing that we brought you <laughs> well, in to do I mean and not to delve too much into the movie from six weeks ago or whatever but if you think about it I mean the more and more thought that I, I'm trying not to put into this movie but Amanda Waller has assembled this team that I think we talked about last time like why did they need these people yeah. so you're like let's get the guy that can use a rope yeah, let's get. I mean, you're, you've let's got, go to Australia. Yeah. to pick up that guy with the boomerang. Let's get the boomerang guy. <laughs> that what is his ability? Like, what is Amanda Waller is trying to assemble this elite task force that does nothing? Yeah, well, I, what is the point? Harley Quinn has a baseball bat. You know, I think maybe the <laughs> yeah, reason 
I think maybe part of the reason he doesn't use the boomerang so much is that he's not in Australia, and up here they go clockwise. Oh, he doesn't know how to throw it. Yeah, he, he can't a... get it to ah, sink right. Got it. That makes you know? going the wrong way. Yeah, but if you think about it, besides from that's also why he didn't use the restroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Break like, them out. It, but it, now, if, now, if we were in Germany, he would make your bunk. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. Uh, but aside from Deadshot, who on that team did anything? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like uh, Rick Flag and his team of soldiers that they brought on the mission were more qualified than anyone besides Deadshot. Deadshot yeah. was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. ability wise, he was legit. But I just the more I think about it, the movie, the plot, <clears throat> what they were trying to do, no. No sense at all. But anyway, I digress. But uh, Suicide Squad is up over $650 million on oh. a $175 million budget. I believe they said $600 million would it was the number they were trying to get to, not to break even, but to be a like a blockbuster success, and they're at six fifty. So they are considering this widely successful at this point. It, it, it's funny, though, because it's considered a failure as well. Yeah. Real, well, I, I mean, mean, Hollywood accounting, or what do you no, mean? No, no, no. I mean, I, I think generally, like, there's been enough bad press right with this and and batman v superman so they've had two really very financially successful movies that are just so lambasted and not just by critics right but by audiences but you know what's different about this one like batman v superman did have a lot of um you know people that enjoyed it and fought for it It, Mm -hmm. there were when i say a lot i mean there was that group Mm -hmm. but i think suicide squad is more polarizing you have the people that hate it you have the critics and then the fans that hated it but you also have people that are just defending it like tooth and nail i mean if you go on twitter the boards or whatever you got people like oh screw those people that didn't like it it's a great comic book movie and blah blah blah. so i mean i feel like suicide squad did something batman v superman didn't where batman v superman was more the consensus it was just not what anyone really wanted um but something about this movie i don't know what it is but it did appeal to like it was like 50 50 split i feel like on this one and you can tell by the box office i mean number two after what six weeks or something i mean but there's not much out there no you don't have to go to the movies either like they are choosing to go to the movies for 10 million i don't don't think dc is sitting around going yeah hey we finally nailed it okay keep doing that no i don't think they're like resting on their laurels over this but like box office wise like for the for the c-list of characters they assemble i i don't know how they did it but 650 million and and with the controversy talk about controversy like ghostbusters Mm -hmm. and now they're talking about rumors i mean it not for sure but they're saying like probably no sequel based on that box office right and then you've got this movie that was uh plagued with problems and reshoots and all that and then it's a smash hit so it's like it's a it's a weird so what's its domestic gross at domestic is at almost 300 million and foreign is at like 350 so it's almost matched its foreign yeah and was, did it didn't come out was this the one that didn't come out in china yes right this didn't come out in china. oh because we were trying to figure yeah. out why we were like yeah. guessing maybe because huntress was katana a, or katana oh yeah. with the ghosts yeah yeah so i mean it did 350 foreign without china could you imagine china would have been another what one 150 well technically I mean, it's out in china it's just oh like, right 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 you know you can pick it up for like three, a buck yeah so anyway, but uh, yeah, I, Suicide Squad, despite itself, has made a ton of money. So, but um, I will say, you look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out at the same time of year. Yeah, and I mean that made like probably a hundred million dollars more. Oh yeah, I mean because it was good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, when <laughs> I kept when, well, and then also like the word of mouth just kept like this one. If there's word of mouth of people who they're like, yeah, it's not so bad. Versus Guardians, was right? Like, oh my god, it was so good. Guardians of the Galaxy was like. 
non-comic book fans lo- i mean it was like the avengers phenomenon yes. you know what i mean non-comic book fans loved it you know my grandma probably went and saw it like you know like every single person mm-hmm. it, no matter what you know that four quadrant hit yeah. guardians had it where suicide squad honestly you have to be a diehard or an action movie fan like there's a very niche right. audience for that where it isn't going to be like grandmother's going to see it it's mm-hmm. not going to cross over that barrier no matter how hard they want it to you know and yeah. so uh yeah, guardians was a phenomenon for sure um but anyway so yeah so this guy's squad making plenty of money so we'll see what that ends up with number three pete's dragon hanging in there as well 6.9 million and 8.9 million over the four-day weekend so you know almost 9 million um that one if we uh, look at the total 60 million domestic and uh, another 20 25 million foreign so that's on a 65 million dollar budget though so around 90 on a 65 still i mean i don't think it's that i mean honestly i think that's pretty good for what that movie is yeah you know yeah i yeah you know, i mean it's I like it's, it, it's almost better than i was thinking it was going to get i you know now that i see it and it is about one and a half times its budget i didn't really think it was even going to get that either um you know what's interesting though is when disney makes a movie so i understand when a studio makes an art house movie you know all these independent movies that are good movies maybe they're oscar bait they're not necessarily going for the box office right but in my mind i just feel like when it has the disney name attached and i'm not saying they have to but when it has the disney name attached i feel like they're automatically trying to reach a broad Sure. audience it's disney you know and you go see it i don't think they are i think i mean if it was a big hit they would certainly be happy but sure. I, I i think that i think that they're smart enough to know that they can cast the net wide but they can also cast the net narrow and they can go after people that need a different kind of movie but i just you, wonder you know, if that's yeah. in hindsight like i get that but what was the last disney movie they did that with if you're, if you're saying they thought that's what they were doing with this one, tell me the last one they did that. Because I can't think of one. Tron. Well, no, I'm I, sure they want that to be a big think, blockbuster. Yeah, but I don't think they ever could imagine that it was going to be a massive blockbuster just right. because... The first one wasn't. but It wasn't, yeah, and but, it was a core group of, of but, fans. Yeah, but I will say, here's where they do this with all the time, yeah. is um, they make all these little... Uh, like sports movies. There was that oh, one yeah. where where John Hamm yeah, was huh? like working for a baseball sure. team, went and to then, India, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got the one coming up yeah. about the girl the that girl. plays chess in That's Africa. True. That is sports and, stuff, you know, and, and they, the nature stuff. Yeah, That's and the, and the nature stuff, and the nature so, stuff, definitely. And you know, and with a sixty five million dollar budget, like they they did not. If they thought this was a blockbuster, this would have had a hundred. It, it, it would have yeah. had a Jungle Book budget. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. so I I think that they were like. I mean, and I know they would never come flat out and say this, but like, I almost wonder if in a way that this is a movie for kids with special needs. Like, I don't mean that in like in a in a mean joking way, like like the way Inside Out helps. No, like like it's a quiet film. Like if you have a kid with sensory issues, this movie is not going to overload that kid in in the way that an Inside Out, even though it's about how the brain works and stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff stuff going going on. on. Where this movie is very Mm -hmm. you know is is quiet in a way that you don't normally get in movies. Hmm. And so I I don't know. Like I I I almost wonder if. they're like, well, you know, we can make a movie that works on both levels. Mm-hmm. And I think they did. Like, I don't mean that it's like it's only for kids with autism. But right. But like right. if you do have a kid that you want to take to the movies, but that, you know, has sensory issues or can get overwhelmed by too much information. This is certainly a, a quieter film. Yeah. Uh, compared to what is normally out there Absolutely. for kids. Sure. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I, I mean, Disney, obviously 
can make a hell of a movie. It's just, I'm just not used to them making movies that don't yeah. perform unless it was like, was John Carter Disney? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't trying to, you know, but yeah, so they like, were clearly unless, trying. Oh, they they were, yeah, they I were, mean, we've seen them swing and miss, but like, I'm just not used to them putting out something that's like, you know, small budget and you know, it will make its money and it was a good movie, but we don't want it to really be. Yeah. A blockbuster. It's like it seems like they're always swinging for the fences with, when you're. I mean, I think they swing for the fences yeah. a lot, right. you know, and they hit a lot, sure. you know. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, they they have such a wide uh, swath of material yeah. and, right. and audience that they can cover in different ways. Yeah. I mean, let's never forget. You remember that cartoon House of Mouse? Yeah. You know, they canceled that thing not because it wasn't a hit, but because it wasn't a hit with the right people. <clears throat> like they had done studies that showed. Kids didn't care about Mickey Mouse, and they were like, "What? What are we going to do? We our stock and trade is nostalgia. If we're not creating new people who like Mickey Mouse in their childhood, mm-hmm. they're not going to be nostalgic for it when they're adults. Ah, so right. they're thinking thirty, forty years ahead. Right. And so they came up with House of Mouse, and they're like, Mickey will like host the you, you remember the cartoon? Mm-hmm. It took place like in the Mouse Mickey Mouse nightclub, and yeah. he hosted it. And then they would all the old characters will be there. All in the, the old nightclub. characters yeah. there in the nightclub, and they filled. And, and then there was a lot of like it was a lot of clips of classic cartoons, kind of like how the the Looney Tunes thing yeah, used to was, be on CBS. It's like a greatest hits, yeah, and. uh um, and it was a hit, mm-hmm. but it was a hit with the it was a hit with adults, right? And they were like, "Oh, well, we don't need them." So even though it was a hit, they canceled it, and they were like, "Make something even younger," yeah. because they figured out that while they were targeting like eight and nine year olds, that by the time they got to eight and nine, Mickey Mouse in their head was for babies, right? Mm. And even though the cartoon, even though House of Mouse wasn't for babies, and so they canceled House of Mouse. And came up with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, mm. and, and that's for the real young and, and deliberately oh, yeah. targeted like two to five Infants, year olds. Yeah. And it yeah, worked, and it yeah. oh worked. yeah, yeah. My and, son loved that show. We went to Disney at the last two times. So we went to Disney. He was about two ish, and then we went when he was six. So almost six so four years apart yeah he loved it when he was two and we went to go see the mickey mouse clubhouse thing live when he was almost six yeah so and and i wouldn't and i wouldn't be surprised if in three or four years you see them introduce a mickey mouse type thing like house of mouse not necessarily the same yeah premise but targeting that age group there started off because now they can there is have you seen the the new shorts that are being produced oh yeah yeah, online shorts oh yeah and they're almost all like on they're almost like john yeah yeah and they're all like uh, almost like john k yeah Yeah. i was just about to say have you seen the shorts because they are more like they do feel like a ren and stimpy cartoon they're very yeah they're not as censored or reserved like when i watch it i'm like oh my gosh these are mickey mouse cartoons like i could not believe disney let these get out there and i don't mean there's nudity or cursing no it's just the shock value it's like watching edgier edgier, which is good because you know part of the problem that they've had with mickey mouse for years is that once he became the face of disney yeah there were so many like you can't that, yes. with Mickey. Right. And so, and how do you make a cartoon with all yeah. these you can'ts? Like, you're, you know, nobody would, and it's a, it's, you know, it's a certain uh, uh, double standard, but nobody would ever 
take Bugs Bunny and say, well, you can't have Bugs Bunny be too mean, or yeah. you can't have Bugs Bunny be we too... We can't have Bugs Bunny dress up like a lady. Right, yeah. Like, right. Like, Are that you would, sure? Because that's his thing. Yeah, like, you know, and, and but Mickey had all these parameters placed yeah. upon him, which made him less and less funny, so all he could do is kind of show up and be like, hey, I'm Mickey Mouse. Hey, guys. And then hey what, everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, was Mickey and Mouse. And then he was yeah. sanitized. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Like, yeah. he... And, and I think it's really smart, too, like, how they live online, because... That's where kids watch yes. YouTube. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, YouTube three to is... seven minutes. My daughter loves. That. Yeah, we watch well, what... I'll tell you, I've seen every single one of those shorts. I love them. They're like great. whatever they're doing. Like I just thought to myself, whoever's in charge of these, whoever they're Disney is letting, which is amazing, letting yes. them write and produce this kind of content. I'm like, they are geniuses. Yeah. Like, well, it's... and I think what's the the real genius of it is that for the most part, they seem to be living on YouTube. Yes, and that and that. It lets Mickey fly below the radar mm-hmm. for yeah. adults. If they put these out as, as this big package thing for yeah. adults, or they made it a show on yeah. on Toon Disney letters think, and phone calls. Yeah, I think oh, people are no. more like, "Well, this yeah. is weird. Like, you can't do it." And, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's not even that it's offensive. It's just sometimes it's just weird. It is, weird. It, it is yeah. uh, definitely on the fringes of what yeah. you would have expected. It gets very surreal at times. I saw one where it was like. Like he loses his ears, yeah. and then there's no sound, and then <laughs> yeah. and then like he loses another part of him, and that like yeah. and it was clever, but it was also very surreal, especially yeah. for a Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny. We were it was on the boat that we so we went on the Disney cruise. Oh yeah. And my wife was kind of like, "This is weird. I don't right? know that I like this." And I was like, "Well, one, it's not for us." Yes. You know. Right. And I'm like, and honestly, like, you know, people said the same thing about Fantasia. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were like, "This is weird. Yeah. I don't know what right. to do with this." You know, it's just not what we're used to. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not bad. I mean, it certainly isn't because I think it's really good. But yeah. if if you're not quite used to it, and it's a little jarring. It's because you've never seen Mickey Mouse in these situations. Yeah. Like they're putting him in. It reminds me of almost like not as bad, not as raunchy, but like it's more like Family Guy or it's mm-hmm. more like The Simpsons mm-hmm. with a Mickey yeah. Mouse, and it doesn't get to quite that raunchy right. level. Yeah. But it is more like a Simpsons esque scenario like they'll talk about mickey mouse i think one point he's dating or whatever and i think someone tries to steal Minnie away or whatever yeah i think this is one of those episodes but it has to do with like romantic relationship right. and just the situations they get into i'm like oh my gosh they're putting mickey but through you, this like if you go back and watch those early black and white ones oh yeah. those ones with bluto like yeah. stealing Minnie or whatever there was did. Lots yeah that of, was crazy yeah. yeah they um so they it's basically there's a youtube channel and they also uh, have a mobile app yeah. yeah you can watch them either way uh, and their smarts, the mobile app also has commercials in there. Oh, sure. yeah. <clears throat> Obviously for Disney. Um, but the other cool thing about it is that they're in multiple languages. There's a Russian oh. one. There's a couple oh, wow. Spanish ones. Uh, there's a Polish one. There's one that's in um, Indian. Um, Did so, you say Spanish? Yeah, a couple Because yeah. I know like they're really <clears throat> smart. These cumpleaños is, is a big uh, hit in our house. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but there's a couple one uh, there's one where they're at uh, uh, the running of the bulls. Hmm. Um and they're and they are in the language. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Right. Because what happens you know, there's it's a couple so visual. Of, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's physical rather than No, but I mean I, yeah. I which I think I was impressed because I was like, oh, they did a couple Spanish ones. I was like, No, they also did Indian and yeah, Russian. It's cool. And there's um yeah, there's one that's in Dutch. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty impressive what they did yeah. because, you know, there's basically kids all over the world. Right. Watch no, these. they're very yeah. smart. And, I mean, when you look at Disney's social media, I've seen different shows that uh, Ryan will watch on Disney. 
I've gone on Facebook and like searched the title of the show and then I see there's official pages but they're in different languages. They're mm-hmm. like there's like for example there's like the Phineas and Ferb Spanish Facebook yeah. page which is verified and there's I don't even know if there's an American one anymore but like they're they're uh they they go and they've created whole social media blocks for different countries yeah and so instead of these countries having to seek out the american one and mm-hmm. not have the right language like or make their own yeah exactly yeah. they they're like they have teams that are working on these mm-hmm. four the different languages for the different countries and yeah. so their their social media is very savvy and uh yeah. you know for a company like disney you'd expect it but a lot of companies don't have that wide of a view you know yeah. they're in los angeles they're in florida they're in you know all these oh, yeah. different places and like they're just thinking <clears throat> so local when you know the global audience is bigger than yeah. the united states and well you need to think locally but you need to act globally yeah exactly you know i uh watched a making of uh for the jungle book and um it was it was really cool uh favreau is talking about it and when they brought they approached him um, they showed him, you know, some sort of uh, treatment and just some, you know, previs and stuff like that. And they were, they had gone a lot darker. Um, and he is the one who was like, could we maybe yeah. pull a little bit more inspiration from the original? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay, tell us more. Um, but yeah, they had like, they were going uh, a little more on the PG-13 scale. Well, you know, oh. it makes me wonder if this was originally intended to be the counterbalance to Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, uh, you know, and, and I'm also glad that they listened to him. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. See, Disney, because what Disney and Marvel have gotten right so far is not to go dark. You do not have to go dark just no. because Nolan did it with Batman. Yeah, it's but like it worked once appropriately, right? Yeah. But it's especially like, coming off the heels of of Batman, of Robin, right? But it's like, but that being <laughs> said, like I, I wouldn't like Jungle Book. I don't think for the most part, it's not this beloved property. If they like, no, not, it's an outlier. And yeah, yeah, Disney. Like, like not to the degree yeah. that, you know, if they took, uh, you Beauty know, and the Beast and made right. it dark. But I, right. I think that like they could have gotten away with it in the same way that like it, with Pete's Dragon, that has nothing to do with the original. Yeah. And that was the goal from the outset. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you're going to take the name as a starting point yeah. and that's Where's it. Where's the fan yeah. outrage? Maybe, Where's and, the Pete's Dragon? There's keep them green, right? If you can keep them green, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no outrage like no. there has been with Ghostbusters and all these other properties. Pete's Dragon, yeah. people are like, Oh, thank God they're remaking you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You recast the Apple Dumpling Gang with all women. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway, so yeah, that's interesting. Well, maybe that's maybe a- rides again, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Dumpling Gang, fir- the first movie I saw in the theater. It's oh, Apple Dumpling Gang. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine was The Little Mermaid. Oh, shut up. I'm just saying. I took a date to The Little Mermaid. That's how old I was. <laughs> what was your first oh, movie? Oh, my God. I can't. I, it was uh, pretty sure it was a James Bond. Did right? it have sound? It did. It, it was probably well, not the piano guy, Goldfinger. Oh, so it had color too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was mo- no, I'm sure it was James Bond. Okay, cool. How old were you? Do you think? No, oh, probably three. Just a little kid. Two. Yeah. It's forever cemented his love <laughs> so, of uh, octopusy. I had shadow dancing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who was the? Um, who was James Bond in that? In Goldfinger, uh, uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. 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 Who was your first Bond? My first Bond, it's funny. I was never a Bond guy, still am not. Yeah. So this is going to be really weird. My first Bond was Sean Connery. But the oh, second time around. No. But it was a never say never no. again. Oh. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder you're not a Bond guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Oh, right that one, but that was my first Bond. Oh, that went so bad. Yeah. Mine was Pierce Brosnan. Mm, yeah. Goldeneye was good, though, wasn't it? 
I don't think I've ever Gold seen Eye it. Goldeneye was great. Goldeneye is a good movie. That was, was really my first good. one. So like that. Uh, and the world is not enough was really good. Yeah. And then tomorrow never dies. Yeah. And then die another day. I was like, yeah, that was terrible. But I, I but mean, they, they like sort of uh, Goldeneye was good. Yeah. Because it was, was the good. bond that we kind of yeah. really he wanted had to gadgets see. Gadgets and it was good. And then you know the next one was good, and mm-hmm. that's the one with Michelle Yeoh. Although it was a little convoluted. And then the next two were the next were, tour, yeah. right And then when it was the, the, the ice palace ice hotel, or the, the ice hotel, car, yeah. I was like, oh. oh, man. Yeah. I don't think they I've Roger Moore up the joint. Yes, they did. Yeah. I, I don't think I've gone back and watched that last one. And, yeah. So anyway, so Pete's Dragon, one and a half times his budget. So uh, maybe they're happy with that. So number four, Kubo and the Two Strings. Has anyone... Seen that? I have not one okay. to. I want to too. I, it, it's a shame because it just looks. I'm gonna have to at least catch I'll, it on video. Yeah, um, it just looks like such a labor of love, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be so good. But um, but anyway, at least it's still uh, hanging up in the top of the list here. Uh, number four with six point four million or eight point six over the four day weekend. So uh, that does put it uh, on its sixty million dollar budget. It puts it at about you know, close to forty worldwide. So it's still got a ways to go. Um, it's unfortunate. But uh, and I'm you know I'm saying that without having seen it, but I've just heard so many good things, and all the yeah. other movies are so good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll have to follow that one and see what it does on video. Number five, Sausage Party, still hanging at the top of the list as well. Five point three million, six point seven million over the holiday weekend, and Sausage Party has made, uh, geez, around a ninety million domestic and ten million foreign. So it's it's broken that hundred million. Have mark. you guys seen that? I have yeah. not. You you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I'll wait. I it's, just feel like I don't need to see it. It was way overhyped. And really? Brian Spath, who was a guest on the show, were you not here that week? I don't know who he was. Um, he, he agreed. I mean, he was on the same page, too. It It's just, it had so much hype, and it yeah. was just really long, and it was really contrived. It was like Seth Rogen trying to imitate Seth Rogen. Oh, no. You know? Yeah. It was... Well, it, I mean, its selling point was really just be like, you know, it was like... It was the first know, R-rated it was like a, animated it's, it's, Yeah, it was like, oh, uh, CG feature. You know, and yeah. it was just like, it just seems like when that is your, like, your, your whole point of being is to just, you know, be first, ironic. Yeah. Then it's like, that's all you have to aspire to is yeah. just to, you know, make sure that the next joke is as raunchy. Yeah, Which I mean, think... At a certain point, it's just going to be like, no, okay. Yeah, I think people are... The people that are enjoying it and going to see it are enjoying the shock factor of having these little cutesy animated characters say these things, yeah. and it's kind of a novelty. But at the end of the day, the story really drags. It's, right. it's a very slow-paced story. Uh, it's not funny, very forced humor. Just, you know, F this, F right. that. It, it's just very, you know, again, like super bad, awesome movie. Sure. We all love super bad. Uh, that was Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, genius. And it's like these guys are, you know, we're making an animated movie and we're going to try to make it like super bad, you know, like right. an impression of themselves. And so at the end of the day, it's like I, there were some things, like there were a few things that were funny and did get laughs. But by the time it was over, I'm like, God, I would never sit through that again. It's not going to be like a home right. video quotable darling. You know, it's just. Well, I mean, just speaking of Ren and Stimpy, I mean, the, yeah. the fun, cool thing about Ren and Stimpy is that it was, it did have the shock value, but it was also short and, yeah. and, and, and digestible. And it was smart. Uh, an hour and a half. 
Ren and Stimpy right. would just be relentless. Right. No, their little segments were perfect, and they were really cleverly yeah. written. I mean, that was a show that was great. Yeah. I, uh, did, uh, not the second time. They, no, 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 no. When they brought no, no, it back, no. it was like, I mean, yeah. when they brought it back, it was just like, this Absolutely. is a mess. No, not like the R-rated one. Ugh. Ugh, it was terrible. And, you know, I've, I've talked to Bob Camp a couple of times when he was here at Comic-Con, and, you know, he wasn't involved with those. John K. took those. And yeah. That's when John K. basically kicked out all the creators. Yeah. I mean, and said, yeah, I'm going to go sell this and take all the money. And, like, they didn't get rights. They didn't get anything. Um, He was like, I created it and took it away. Yeah. And and ruined it. Awful. And ruined it for everybody because now they can't, you know, they everyone that remembers Ren and Stimpy thinks about that last adult show. And it was horrible. I I remember going back and watching it for the first time since it aired on MTV or, or wherever it was. And when I went back and watched that adult version, I was like, oh, my God, they did this? Ren and Stimpy? It, yeah. it was them. It, yeah. Just like Sausage Party does. Yeah. the same thing where you watch it and you're like, oh. Mm, that's too bad. Uh, at least these aren't beloved characters, you know, that you right. uh, grew up with on a kid's show. But uh, So anyway, it broke $100 million, so they can't be disappointed with that on a $19 million budget. Uh, we'll see what their budget adds up to with all yeah. the lawsuits from the yeah, animators. There are that, some people <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, not even really something to laugh about, but uh, it's pretty sad that they kicked all those people to the curb. Number six, Bad Moms. Another five slash $6.3 million over the weekend here. And that movie is another huge success. $20 million. Pretty similar budget, right? Um, it is now at about $105 million domestic and another $30 million foreign. So you're talking about over 130 million on its 20 budget. Man, that is a lot. Of, <laughs> that is a lot of girls' nights. That is a lot. <laughs> but I saw it. Did you either? either you? End up I did this? not see it. I'm telling you, the thing about this movie here is I can see how it would be a, a girls' night out, uh, definitely a mom's night out. But um, it's funny. They do not right. cater. It is not just like in jokes. It's not something that's right. catered to a female demographic versus a male. Um, it is a funny movie. And yeah. talk about. And uh, I'm not being sexist when I say that, by the way, because yeah. oh, I want to yeah. clarify because. That was like a planned girls' night oh, for my wife. No, yeah. no, no, absolutely no. Because they were all like, "Yeah, we'll I'll go." As and soon I was as like, it, yeah, go for it. As soon as it came uh, out, I, I want to see it. Yeah, I no, just, no, definitely, I understand. Yeah. You know, like Katie made plans with her yeah. best friend is months a month ahead to see it. Right. Her mom and her sister went and saw it opening weekend, mm-hmm. which they're not necessarily I would think of as opening weekend people. So no, I mean that's yeah. how it is. They're doing it for right. sure. But like when I went to see it, because Katie really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't really like. I was like, okay, I'll go see it. I know you want to, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, the so, bridges of Madison County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, it's funny, and uh, I think I gave like a little mini review of it. But like those comedians, mm-hmm. those, those women, I mean, the jokes are hysterical. Like they are, they have great chemistry together. So catch it at least when it comes on video if you can't go to the theater. But uh, it is fun, so yeah. I would definitely recommend that one. But uh, yeah, hundred and thirty million dollars on that—that is tremendous. Number seven, Hell or High Water. So that's another movie that we've done recently and a good movie. So it's, I'm glad to see it sticking around because... It's not sticking around. It's yeah. creeping up. I'm, this it bro- Last week, it was number one on the indie chart, but yeah. now it's broken into like just the ma- the mainstream. Yeah. Now, it's also a light week for movies, but sure. still... No, have yeah. they added screens? Uh, you know, I think they have because I believe this actually outgrow. I think last week it only did about $3.9 million. <laughs> so the fact that it's at four point eight six for the weekend yeah. is... It gets trending up. So well, they're doing like a, a Wes Anderson thing where they, yeah. they open small and yeah. then... Well, then what I was going to mention Increase. was that um, 
its first week of release limited was 620,000. Its first week of wide release the next weekend, 3.5 million. Mm-hmm. And now you have three weeks later, yeah. it's done over 4 million. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's huge. amazing. That is huge for it. So, uh, word of mouth is nothing but good and yeah. definitely responsible for this uh, surge here. So, yeah, it had a $12 million budget. And uh, I think uh, I've got the estimates up to this weekend were about 11. So, um, I believe that doesn't include that four from this weekend. So, um, you know, about fifteen cool. million on a twelve, and it's still going. So that's great. I'm I'm glad to see that making its money back. Yeah, uh, definitely deserves it. Number eight, War Dogs with four point seven slash five point nine million. So that one is uh, it's already at thirty million, another fifteen million domestic. So uh, after this weekend, it's up around uh, fifty million dollars, and I do not have a budget on that one. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's supposed to make a lot more than fifty million, though. Yeah, my guess with is the, the budget on this is probably forty to fifty. Yeah, I mean you've got. Todd Phillips, the yeah, director of the Hangover trilogy, which was a successful franchise, and obviously before that, tons of comedies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you've got Miles Teller and Jonah Hill, who definitely is, you know, uh, can sell a movie, a comedy. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think people were just confused? Like, is this a funny movie? Is it a serious movie based on a real story? Like, what do you think happened with it? I don't know. I think that uh, I just think it's a weird time for a movie like this. And it, it right. It, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of feels like they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too, where it's sort of an Oscar bait kind of right. movie, but it still has that edge. It definitely right. wanted to kind of be uh, a Wolf of Wall Street sort yeah, of Yeah, that's vibe. what I was going to kind of compare yeah. it to. It feels like they were trying to make it that, but it just isn't good enough to yeah. be. And I will say, and I enjoyed the movie, but it just didn't quite have the energy that it needed for a story like this like it was going for it but yeah. it just didn't like wolf of wall street even at three hours was just like bam oh bam gosh. bam like just Riveting non-stop light. yeah and and uh and this was going for that but it it never quite got i'm not it's not a bad movie but it just never quite gets yeah. like it like i really feel like they were like this close to making a great movie yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and it just kind of quite couldn't get over the hump yeah that makes Maybe sense they need a little more auteurism yeah yeah and know. that could very well be because i also what kind you're of talking feel- about is the difference between a, a scorsese and a todd phillips a- absolutely yeah. absolutely Ab- yeah, yeah. because I mean, one of those guys still has tricks up his sleeve <laughs> right. he's been doing it for a long time yeah well i mean todd phillips is <clears throat> makes some really good r-rated comedies right and this looked like it was venturing into a territory he was not quite familiar with right. you know making and, and that he, serious and, and, and again it's not a bad movie no, right. like I, yeah. I'm, I'm not bagging on it. Yeah. i enjoyed it i've heard but, it's pretty good but just not it didn't have what it took to to uh get to the next level of yes. like blockbuster everyone talking about it major yeah success kind of thing so anyway yep that's one is uh, up around 50 million on an undisclosed budget Number nine, the light between oceans. So number nine, we. Number if, nine. if you notice, we haven't gotten to any new movies yet <laughs> until number nine, and Oof. it's not the movie we chose. So uh, it did bring in, uh, although it did bring in four point four slash five point four million dollars this weekend. And Tom, do you want to tell us a little bit? Oh, about that? I hated this movie so much. <laughs> what What is it about? <laughs> so, I have no. I this is one I've not even. Seen so Michael before. Fassbender plays this guy. It's like takes place like in the twenties, and he's a World War One vet with you know the old timey version of PTSD kind of going on, and, yeah. and he takes his job at a lighthouse, and it's the lighthouse is like in an extremely remote area. You know, is this a metaphor? I don't know. This lighthouse. I don't know if it's good enough to be a metaphor. 
<laughs> it, but it, so the 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 gimmick is that like nobody can get to this White House. Like he gets supplies delivered like once every six months, yeah. and so like you know, but he wants that. He likes that isolation. So uh-huh. on mainland, he falls in love with this girl, and she they marry, and they go back to this lighthouse. And uh, how do you get to mainland? Well, like he goes back every is the dinghy. Yeah, uh, you know, like every couple months, and when he when he goes to this town, mm-hmm. like he that, opens himself up a little bit. Yeah, and like and he, he learns to love before he goes off to the lighthouse. He yeah. kind of makes the rounds because gotcha. you know because the town pays for this guy because they need the lighthouse to bring yeah. in the the, sh- the commerce that right. comes yeah. with ships. It's lonely in a lighthouse, yeah. and uh, and so. Uh, so they end up living this idyllic life in this lighthouse. This movie, it like is like somebody turned an herbal tea commercial into a feature. <laughs> is all home. is all like, there is a lighthouse? Like, is there no house on the island or whatever? Is I mean, it just, they have a house and then a lighthouse, right? Yeah. I mean, but but I mean, okay, I didn't know if they lived in like the bottom of the lighthouse. No, they okay. have like a house house, but it's okay. like yeah, and um, and so they're trying to start a family. She has a couple miscarriages, and so she's very distraught about that. And then uh, a dinghy shows up with a. Dead guy and an, and a living infant baby mm. like three days after she has a miscarriage Aww. and so they decide to keep the baby and when they go to the mainland to have the baby christened like he sees the lady who lost her husband and baby at sea and then they decide oh. to keep the baby. The director is oh. that Derek C. in France who did uh, The Place Between the Pines. Oh well that was a really well, he likes movie things too. between place, things. The Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah though. and beyond. So subtlety is uh, what this is. Yeah, and so it's so, and then from there, it's like he like doesn't he like we should give this baby back, but she's so freaking out. He they just they decide to keep the baby, and then it's like it's a it's a forty minutes of story packed into a two hour and twenty minute movie. It's just I just did not care for it, and then it didn't help that they're like. Like, I don't know how, like, they want you to feel bad for this lady. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you had a miscarriage, but this lady it's lost a husband and a baby. Like, you don't get to take somebody right. else's baby. It's yeah. not, it's not like suffering as musical chairs and like, right. you just, I got the baby. It's mine now. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it, you know, I'm just like, I don't feel bad for this lady at all. I'm like, you're people. Huh. Like, there's just no two ways about it. And I'm like, I don't feel bad for anybody in this movie except the kid. And right. yeah, and I will say whoever was in charge of casting the kid, because there's two kids there's like a like a maybe a one-year-old two-year-old kid and then there's like the kid at five wow and so uh, they really kept the baby they kept the baby for a long time and then to make it worse like if you watch the trailer you think that they don't figure out that it whose baby it is until the kid's like five no they figure it out like within a week of having the baby so like it's not and they're alive the like, mom is alive like they know whose baby it is and just steal the baby yeah they just decide they're gonna keep it <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm like, and you're supposed to feel bad for them, like, oh, they, what a rough choice for them because she'd had a miscarriage. I'm like, you didn't invent miscarriages like that. They're rough. I'm not trying to trivialize right. them, but, but like, but I don't think any rational human being is like, well, I have a miscarriage. I guess I'll just okay. wander down to the maternity ward and pick right. one out. Yeah, no, you feel bad. You feel bad for them because of the miscarriage. You don't feel right. bad for them because they have to return the kid. But that's it's not it, theirs. It's not right. a blank check to no. go <laughs> steal babies. And so like it was like I was just like. I mean, they tried that in Raising Arizona, right? Yeah. And it still didn't work. Yeah. But it was at least funny. But it was funny. But it was funny. Is uh, I mean, Fastbender. I think, and they had eight babies. So they're not going to miss one high. <laughs> <Yeah>. One. <laughs> I mean, one. Right. That's okay. Yeah. And he got the best one. Yeah. 
And I mean, Fassbender, I think, is a really good actor. Is there anything redeeming about his performance? Or I mean, is it's he... not. It's just, it's just, it's an, I thought it was an ugly story that they tried to shoot beautifully. Yeah, right. And, and it was just like nothing. Ugh. I'm like, I don't have any sympathy for these people. So go ahead uh, and stay true to our name and spoil this movie. So what happens? Oh, okay. So, uh, so they, uh, so the, the husband, Fassbender, feels bad and he sends notes to the Five mom. Five years later? Well, no, like almost instantly he sends a note to the mom saying like, hey, your baby's okay. Your baby's alive and is okay and being well cared for. Like that's going to make her feel better. So he like sends a ransom note uh, basically. Not yeah. a ransom. Like, he's no, but like he's a happy hostage. Yeah. Right, like I've and, got your. And so, uh, and so then like five years later, like he, they, he has to give the speech about the anniversary of the lighthouse and he sees her and he feels bad. And the baby, when they found it, had a, a, a rattle like a very unique right. like little metal rattle that looked like an owl so he sends it to her they post it someone had seen this baby with the rattle they get outed he gets a rat they come to the island and so he tells the wife i'll take the fall i'll say it was my idea and uh and then the wife is like and then so but then there's still a dead guy right so they think he killed the guy to keep the baby which he did not and uh and the wife won't I won't back up his story that he didn't kill him because she's mad because he basically sent the rattle and that's what you know yeah. how stupid and so uh um and so then the mom then the the ba- the kid who's like five now isn't really taking the, the new mom because of course mm-hmm. and and uh then the mom comes to the to the baby stealer and is like if you testify against your husband i'll let you keep the kid what? Because the kid's not bonding with me, and it been I'll just like, let you keep the kid. It had been like four days. Not like I'll let you yeah. visit. Yeah, it had been like kid. four days, and I'm just like, who? Like you now, you're yeah. an awful person. Right? Like, oh my god, this is horrible. What? Like nobody in the story is a good person. It's Ugh. and but it wasn't presented like the movie felt they were bad people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, and you're so, supposed to feel for these. Yeah, and then at the last minute, for no reason whatsoever, the mom's like, I can't testify against him. I love him, and she backs up the story. And then I guess they both go to jail for a little while, and then it. Fast forwards to like 1950, and the 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 baby stealing mom is dead has died, and he's living by himself. And then the lady shows up with the, no, the, the kid shows and they up get together, and and is like you know is like I I still remember those days, and I have a baby, and can I come back and visit sometimes? Oh, okay. And that's how it ends. I thought so you were just like saying his the real mom and him got together. Oh like no, be no, 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 yeah, really. No, the, da- on the, it. the daughter, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, kid no, shows up. Right, and right. So terrible. It's just like yeah, I just so anyway. Did you well, bring did you bring your tissues? No, she wasn't that cute. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I meant the mom. No. Just for the record. Right. I, yeah. It's still wrong either way. <laughs> okay. So uh mm. rounding out the top ten, Jason wait a minute. The movie of the day isn't No t- oh. It is not. Jason Bourne with four point one slash five point four million dollars. Mm. Uh, we know what that is, Jason Bourne. Um, I will say, uh, Mechanic Resurrection, not in the top ten in week two, so oh. that took a quick drop. Um, let's see, The Secret Life of Pets, three point six million. No Manches Frida. Okay, okay, uh-huh. that's uh, three point five million. Star Trek, but it's Be- all pesos, so it doesn't. Ah, oh, that's true. Star Trek Beyond, two point four million. Ben Hur, two point two million. What? Okay. <laughs> Uh, Finding Dory, one point nine million. Maybe the movie of the day didn't actually open up, and we just yeah, just, <laughs> we, we're in a, like a. This movie is getting beaten out by films at the Dollar Show. Uh, 
So coming in at number 17, Oof. Morgan with 1.8 million slash 2.2 million opening weekend. Should we <laughs> even do it? 17. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to be clear, this movie was predicted to beat The Light Between the Oceans, which was nine. So it yeah. should have been predicted around number eight. Yeah. It's number 17. <laughs> well, okay. so uh, we'll see you next time. That's the box let's, office. Let's find, out, let's find out what's going on here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So I guess that's it for this episode. We will go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGraney67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers, on Twitter, at Real Spoilers, or on our website. Not that you can really talk to us there, but uh, on our website uh, at RealSpoilers.com. Um, we're on iTunes. Go there, rate, review, subscribe. And if you don't do the iTunes, if you're an Android user, like a nice, rational human being, <laughs> I just say that because it irritates Dan. I really don't care that much. <laughs> Unless you got that new one, because that thing's blowing up. <laughs> what? Oh, the Note? Yeah. yeah, no, I don't have. I actually just got the yeah. Galaxy S7 Edge. Oh, good, because the Note 7 blows up. Yeah, no, no, no. I got the, <laughs> yeah. edge. I got the edge. It's literally blown hey, up. Hey, there yeah. was a time when Apple made an iPhone that the antenna didn't work without a no. bumper case. So, I mean, yeah, there's. Actually, it, that never happened to me. And so. it bent in your back pocket. Right, but it happened to me and lots of no, you know, I know, it's but like yeah. It didn't explode. No, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so, but if you, if you don't use iTunes, we're available like pretty much wherever any other podcast is. Stitcher, Acast, all those places. Zoom Store? Zoom Store. Is that even still around? They shut down the Zoom Store, yeah, didn't they? I think so. I think, uh, but if you have a Zoom, you can still subscribe to the, uh, iTunes RSS. So, can you on a Zoom? Yeah. How oh, yeah. It? You could, I mean, the Zoom still, takes feeds i didn't you don't know i didn't think you store. could subscribe to an itunes feed through well, any device I mean, an other RSS, than... it's just an rss feed gotcha like itunes technically uses acast so it's a feed that doesn't have to do with any company really like gotcha. it's just a web address i see so no if you I have a zoom you can still load up I, timmy to zoom still listens every week and timmy write into us message us to verify but i believe he listens every week on a zoom that is commitment his two zooms that's commitment on on two levels yeah. to us and to zoom yeah. so so good for him so anyway but we're wherever uh, finer podcasts are sold, and by sold, of course, we mean given away for free. You know, you know, in ten years, having a, an old Zune will be cool. It'll you know, be the like mustache. it'll be like a handlebar mustache, <laughs> that, or the vinyl mustache guys, or, yeah, drinking the uh, their craft beers and you listening know, to on a Zune. I, I mean, I think we'll have to say like the the next yeah, the ten years from now, the future hipsters will probably be like maybe instead of mustaches, it'll be just like Amish beards, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and no mustache. It'll be like just the bottom part of your goatee. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That'll be a thing. It'll be like vanilla ice goatee. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So anyway, uh, that's it for this episode. <laughs> Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Morgan, which will be quite spoiler ridden for you because mathematically speaking, you have not seen it. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. Until yeah. then, you've been warned. Give me a C, a bouncy C, a C. A birthday comes but once a year The stars come out to bend your ears With tales of yesteryears gone by You get a little cake and maybe some pie And then there's a gift It better not be shoes Cause if it's shoes, it's going back da, da, da. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Deep, 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 whatever the hell else you want to put in there, man.